I'm Eileen O'Hara. I'm a Reiki practitioner, a light and energy worker, and a citizen of Earth. I'm also the queen of rock and roll, Melody Trouble Vixen MTV, a notorious bad guy from Life is anything but dull. I've had a lot of adventures, and like everyone else, I'm struggling to get through these strange times. So I'm challenging you to become your own best friend. Like any relationship, it takes work. So let's step into the ring and have some fun. This is Wrestling with Your Best Friend. Welcome to Wrestling With Your Best Friend. I'm your host, Eileen O'Hara. Well, the last episode, we talked about the importance of becoming your own best friend and treating yourself with kindness and respect and building healthy self-esteem. Well, today I want to talk about personal boundaries. These are mental, emotional, and physical rules that we establish for ourselves to say what we will or what we won't allow. Uh, These rules protect us from manipulation or violation from others and they inform our behavior. Boundaries can help us express who we are and even protect us from physical harm. Now, I had always thought of personal boundaries in the abstract as something we just dealt with mentally. As my friend Trisha King calls it, that imaginary line of respect that you don't cross. But boundaries are a little more than that. They are learned behavior and they come from our childhood. So today I want to discuss emotional and physical boundaries because in my opinion, one informs the other. How I feel about someone is going to determine my physical proximity or my level of communication with them. For instance, growing up in my family, Oh, we shared everything, food, sports equipment, clothes, chores, ideas. I even shared a bedroom with my sister until we were teenagers. Well, as an adult, I dated a guy who was raised an only child. Sounds innocuous, right? Well, one night at a restaurant, he accused me of always wanting what I didn't have. And when I asked him, what was he talking about? He told me that if I wanted what he was eating, then that's what I should have ordered. And I explained to him that in my family, we typically ordered different dishes and shared with each other. Some food we liked, some we didn't, but it was all in good fun. We enjoyed the experience of trying something new together. Well, he told me that when he was a child, he didn't have to share with anyone. His mother even had separate toys for his friends when they came over to play with him. So the point is that to him, sharing was outside of his comfort level. Something that was fun for me was appalling to him. So as you can see, there are many factors that go into uh, boundaries before we're even aware they exist. Our culture, where and how we were raised, even our physical environment. And I'm not saying that any one of these factors are better or worse than anyone else's. Our experiences are just that. They're our experiences. And 
once we are aware of boundaries, then we must understand that they are not just a good idea. They are a right that we must take responsibility for because they determine how we allow others to treat us. Today, my guest has a different but effective approach to personal boundaries. As an IT professional, he tends to see them in a sense of systems and security. Now, I never would have thought of them in these terms, but I learned that software security models apply just as much to people as they do to software systems. Good morning. I would like to welcome my brother, Roy Womack, to the show. Welcome to Wrestling With Your Best Friend. Good morning. It's good to see you this morning. Thank you for having me. So I wanted you on the show because I like to speak to you about topics all the time, wide ranging from technical to interpersonal. And I always love the way you approach a subject and your opinions are different than anyone else I know. And I really like that because I can get stuck in my head sometimes and you know, I don't want to ever just present my opinion or my take on something because I'm not the only person in the world. <laughs> sure. So go yes. ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, in, in, in addition to being your brother, I happen to be an IT engineer. I've spent the last couple decades working in cybersecurity primarily. Lately, more uh, patient hospital user interfaces, but in, you know, uh, experience with uh, law enforcement and military making um, online collection tools to help catch bad guys primarily. But in the, in the modern, you know, what I'm working on today is just more like keeping your patient records safe for use while you're at Starbucks, things like that. Um, That's but it important. Does, Oh yeah, because you know, just explain to your topic. This this brings up that whole idea of boundaries and security boundaries. Because in cybersecurity, you're always talking about domains, and when we talk about boundaries, it, it really is in domains. Because if you take the computer model I'm talking about, you can think about in your domains. There's a level of influence. There's also a level of control and access. And in that access, there's like public and private. Take for instance a Facebook, for instance, that big system we all know about. Only a very tiny amount of it is public access because the rest of it is all about doing the business of Facebook and, and you don't want that to be public access because you'd yeah. have hackers just blowing it up right and left. And if we take that same model and look at ourselves, it's like we have domains of influence and control and access. And for some reason, we tend not to remember that only a small amount of that should be public access. Most of it's private access or think of the domains of influence we live in. Right now we're in a campaign season. So the big, you know, there's there's campaigns and parties vying for your influence. All these models keep applying all the way down the line, but we keep forgetting to do it to ourselves. Because in, in computer systems, you got to have a, a security plan which covers all these domains and how the access is going to go down. And then you got to have a disaster plan because you know it's not going to be perfect. You know something's going to go wrong. So you need a recovery plan. So you got to have security plan, a disaster plan, a recovery plan. And this is just IT. I'm not talking about people yet, you know, because, you know. <laughs> well, it's all really, we're talking about systems and system exactly. health, which is, it can be a personal system. Like I tend to look at problems from a either metaphorical or abstract, you know, dealing with the mind and thinking about it. Whereas you were telling me 
on a physical level, the healthy boundary you were taking literally as in health, your personal health and a physical boundary, because now we're in the middle of a pandemic. So tell us a little bit about that, how you think the healthy boundary, which is a personal boundary, what we're talking about applies physically. Well, you're right about that. It's um, the, the metaphor isn't just a metaphor. It's a way of life. You know, and I, I was raised in the Judeo-Christian ethic, and I always go back to kind of what would Jesus do? But, but those were simple rules. It doesn't have to be. It was do unto others as you would have them do unto you, starting with, you know, because it's like you, you treat other people the way you want to be treated, bottom line. And, and love, uh, love each other. Uh, love something bigger than yourself. And, and these aren't really hard idioms for us to catch because we learned them early in life. But where this personal boundary system relates to as we're living in this new world, what, what we're all in now in a COVID epidemic, because it's kind of raised the bar up. We could have talked about these issues a year ago. They wouldn't have had the impact they have today because we're at this boiling point because we could have talked about access to visit. We put Nana in a hospital and we're going to go visit her and now we can't. But in those days, we just put her in a room and we thought, okay, we can go see her. And we didn't even think about it. But now you can't get to people. Yeah. I just personally went through with my wife. She lost her mom right as COVID started. And, you know, it was something we knew was coming because it was cancer and, and it was tough. Losing anyone, it's tough. But here's the toughest part for anyone going through this time right now is like, we have been raised in a society where we know there's normal things we do, especially when it comes to death. Every society treats death with reverence. And we do things with our people that we can't do right now. So that leaves everything undone. So people are, there's a lot of hurt and, and people who've had to put off. I lost my dad a while back and, and you did too. And, yeah. and in that, there was a little regret for me, but we got together as a family, buried him, and that made a big difference in me letting go of all that pain. I see her and my wife and her family, they, they have, they're going to have to wait till next year to let go yeah. of that pain. This COVID crisis during a loss of loved one, is, it's like you, you go through all these things, again, domains. Am I going to keep safe? Am I going to risk? Because we have, while she was dying and she's an old person and all her friends are old and we're right in that COVID time when they say old people are at risk and with children and you can't. So we had to try and figure out how to safely and lovingly allow people to see someone who's dying. Because if we had her in the hospital, it wouldn't have been an issue. Nobody could have saw her. And we decided goodbye. to do it. Right. We made the right move to do it at home because this way at least we could control access and allow people to come. People still called the cops on us because on her deathbed that day when we're getting family there to say goodbye, neighbors called the cops because we had more than 10 people. But anyway, this is the world we live well, in. And that's so a boundary from the neighborhood. You know, it they is. Said, it, it, there's it, a it, gathering, <laughs> and, and and I and I feel yeah. like they probably did the right thing. If I witnessed another big gathering during that time when the government said don't do it, I probably would have called the cops too. So I I understand. So again, in this COVID crisis, it's important we understand each other as much as possible. But the personal duty to family and faith is going to have to be deferred, and that really creates a big another funny boundary we have to kind of 
I don't know what you're going to call it, hop over, bend. There, there's the professional one that we just all went through because right as that started, uh, they furloughed me. I wasn't working. And so I, it took a while for it to all build back. And now we're doing it all on camera and Zoom. And Try to find a job in this environment. I, exactly. I was laid off in March and trying to find a decent job has been crazy. Well, even applying for a job, going in for an interview has good just Good luck been, finding someone. It's nearly impossible. It, it is. It, but I'm every day trying. So it, what I wanted to talk about that you had mentioned was this, my, my friend Trish um, described healthy boundaries as this line of respect that you don't cross or you don't allow someone else to cross. And you had a take on it as a real physical you know, with the masks. And I wanted to hear a little sure. more about that. Sure. Well, and in, in, in that professional thing I was talking about, part of that, what I've had to learn is this new respect model, this new line where I have to listen. I'm used to being the engineer that lays it all out for everybody. So, and, and like, you're my sister, you're the recipient. You're, you're used to me always telling you what to do. It's like, so, you know, I, you know, it's true. So uh, I've had to learn to listen and respect that line in everyone else on zoom, because I can't be the dominant voice in the Brady bunch there. Right. When we're all meeting. And so I have to sit there and go, I sit on my hands. Sometimes I, I, I mute out, you know, I do all these things that I've learned, but when you go out, when you're when, like in your life, your personal life just off of that like learning how to respect online and then now go out and shop and go take care of your family and exercise and just like this you got to have a security plan you got to have a disaster recovery plan so i keep boatloads of masks and gloves and, and disposable ppe when i go vote this year i'm going to wear full ppe that i can dispose on top of scrubs that i can wash so yes. it's like I have a plan. And when I go out shopping in a place that's crowded, I don't go crowded shopping. I only go yeah. early and I'm old enough where I can senior citizen shop. So I take advantage. <laughs> I go in the morning, I wear full gear. I only shop places that require full gear. I clean up. You know, we can make it to 2021 if we think about it. If we use yeah. science, we have to science this thing. Okay. So we have to learn to listen, listen to nature. Nature is trying to tell us something. Right now, the CO2 levels are going down because we've learned a little how to not travel so much. We listen to something in nature right now. Right now, we're facing COVID. This is the reality we're facing. COVID, we can't fight it like it's an enemy. Yeah. I think COVID is a teacher. It's a shaman. It's a rabbi. It's a teacher that's trying to teach us personal responsibility, how to be clean, how to prevent cross-contamination, but really out of respect to others. Back to the Jesus model. I love myself so much that I can love others. In the old airplane model, put your mask on first, but really this time I mean put your mask on first. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. I can show you my ARP card too. Yes, that's how yeah. old I am. <laughs> But I've been in this business a long time and I'm telling you, personal boundaries, security boundaries, they're all the same. We just, yeah. we gotta love, we have to love each other. We have to love ourselves. Be your own best friend. Wrestle with yourself every day so you can wrestle with your other best friend every day. Love yourself enough to respect that boundary and to respect that space. 
give right. love the other person enough, even though you don't know them, to give them that space they need, the protection they need, not just for me, but for you. Love people enough to not have that gathering where you're, yes, a spreader event. Where you're right, I'll do it. I'm not afraid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially with holidays, it's so hard. Oh my God, you don't know how many people I've wanted to invite them over or, or have asked me. I would love to come over and see your house. And I'm like, no, I'm not receiving guests right now. But as soon as I am receiving guests, I will be happy to receive you in my home. But I'm not doing it right now. And that's why I'm doing Zoom interviews, even for people down the street. It, it is the right thing to do, because even we had a small family gathering yesterday at someone else's house. But we made sure to do it right. You know, the thing is, you can do these things and incorporate them back into your life so long as it's like, again, domains. I have a bubble of people I know are safe and have tested safe or aren't sick. So, but even then, I still, when I showed up, I was in my mask. Um, well, and the trouble is, too, when I, someone else breaks that bubble and then now you can't see Now you can't use that bubble anymore. At until least it's five days. Again. That's what I'm saying. You have to have a plan. This is, this is no different. Security plan and a disaster recovery plan. What happened? Okay, so the bubble breaks. What are you going to do? And I do? feel terrible. Now you know you have to do five days and you have to clean everything as if it was contaminated. I mean, you, you go into protocol. I mean, and this I feel is your... terrible telling people, I'm sorry, I can't see you for five days. Now right. I can't see someone else that I'm related to or that I love because that person right. and, and broke and, the bubble. And like I was saying, yes. like with when you're dealing with loss of a loved one, a loved one's one thing, uh, but let's say someone was yeah. dying. This is when it really is crushing right now. Yes. There's a line, a new line that just, again, we have to learn from this, this disease. We have to let it be a teacher to teach us how to behave. Well, and, and when doing research, I was surprised by how many different kinds of boundaries there are. See, when I'd say healthy boundaries, I'm thinking <laughs> just it's one thing, but it's not. It is no. so many things. Physical, that's why, emotional. That's why I like the security <laughs> model for cybersecurity because yes. it has all those domains all the way down to public and private, right? Yes. It's just like it's a great model to use on yourself. If we remember to do it, that's where we fail is we just don't remember to be our own best friend, protect ourselves that way. Because predators come in in those spheres of influence where you almost think it's safe. So now they're past security level one and you assume this is a good person. So bam, they, they get shots on you. So we have to remove that emotion from it that is this a good person is this a bad person it's right. not it's the situation what is the situation am i protected am i not protected am i going to catch the virus am i doing everything i can to not right. catch this virus am i doing everything else i can so that someone else won't catch the virus. I'm not a spreader. Like you it's said. It's a good question because I've yes. worked, other engineers I've worked with, I've talked with as we're online, we talk about this and that too. And he was saying, you know, I went to a, an event because my kids know the other kids and we were all together and we were all playing together, games together. And he said to himself, should I be doing this? And this is the point any of us have to get yes. to. If we're asking ourselves that, if something inside of us is telling us this is wrong, listen, it's wrong. <laughs> this is this is your little warning lights going off. Listen to those warning lights. Even if it's a false alarm, yeah, you live through it. You make and it to 2021. Probably the bottom line is a lot of respect. Respect for yourself, respect for others. 
So whether, whether this is a physical thing you're doing or a mental thing you're doing, respect. And then it starts here. And then that level of respect goes out. But without the boundary, you'll never get there. Because just like imagine, imagine Facebook without those boundaries I described. How long would it last before the, the hackers picked it clean? There's enough of and that the, that goes on anyway, even with well, the, the safeguards in place. Real human beings are those hackers hacking our psyche and our soul the same way is what I'm saying. So all these messages coming in from political campaigns, from religious people, from whatever, are all vying at that they're hacking our psyche. So we have to have the same level of defenses in the same places. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I oh, really thank you for having appreciate me. your opinion and your different take on this subject. I hope that you continue to wrestle with your best friend so you can wrestle with all your friends. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and thanks for having me. Stay strong and be safe. Mask up and be safe. Love your people. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Although Roy has a different approach to boundaries, the goal is the same. There are clear steps we can take in order to set healthy boundaries. First, we need to allow ourselves to be who we really are without pressure from anyone. Don't be afraid to tell someone when you need emotional and physical space. Set clear limits so that others will respect them. Then be willing to do whatever it takes to enforce them. Plan what actions you may need if your wishes aren't respected. Boundaries are not meant to punish. They're here for our protection. They're more effective when you're assertive, calm, firm, and courteous. If that doesn't work, you may need to respectfully communicate consequences. It's important that you never promise a consequence you're not fully prepared to carry out. Boundaries are not easy and you have to put in the work. If you need help, help is available and you can get that at thehotline.org. Their number is 800-799-7233. They also have a 24-7 chat. I believe that establishing healthy boundaries can help us be our own best friend and live a kinder, more loving life for ourselves and those we care about. Together, we can create a world where we all get the kindness and respect we deserve. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That's our show for today. Thank you for the gift of your time. I want to remind everyone that the opinions expressed on this show belong entirely to the individuals expressing them. You can email your opinions, questions, and comments to MelodyTroubleVixen at Outlook.com or leave comments on my YouTube channel, Melody Trouble Vixen. Till next time, keep wrestling with your best friend!